Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality. They make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds made possible by you. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. Last week we released our 50th wartime diary. This week is Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. And as a way of marking this milestone, and these dates, Yochai Meital and I will have a series of onstage conversations in New York and Cleveland. We'll discuss the process of creating wartime diaries, talk about some of the challenges we've encountered, the dilemmas we've had, the insights we've gained, So if you want to hear what covering the evolving story of this war has been like for us, we'd love to see you at one of our events. All the details are on our site, israelstory.org. And meanwhile, wishing us all calm and peaceful days ahead. In some of the houses, there were still people in it when they burned it. And if there was someone there, the body uh, also get cremated. So only few remains are staying. And this is why they brought us there, you know, because we know how to deal with this stuff. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. So as you know, during these incredibly difficult days, we're trying to bring you voices we're hearing among and around us. These aren't stories, they're just quick conversations, or postcards really, that try to capture slivers of life right now. 53-year-old Chayashkenazi from Tel Aviv is an archaeologist, but probably never imagined he'd find himself excavating a 21st century kibbutz. Yet in the insane reality that has become our life since October 7th, archaeologists too are part of the war effort. Our producers Alexandra Muller and Zev Levi sat down with Chai and heard how the term destruction layer has accrued a contemporary and chilling meaning. 
Before we begin, a quick warning. While most of our wartime diaries contain references that might not be suitable for all listeners, this one deals directly with death. So please take that into account. Okay, here's Chai. So my name is Chai Ashkenazi. I have a PhD in archaeology. I dealt uh, with the Bronze Age, especially the early Bronze Age, like around 3000 BCE. Now, I, I, in the last almost two years, I work in the Israeli Antiquities Authority. I'm uh, the geoinformatics manager, which deals with uh, documentation of the data and the archaeology sites and the finds we find in it. So on October 7th, I woke up at 6.30 from the siren. In Tel Aviv, you have a minute and a half to get to the shelter. We live in an old building, uh, which has a very old shelter from the 60s in the basement of the building. It has windows, which is a bit strange for a shelter. But somehow we managed to get there in a minute and a half and until we could hear the, the uh, Iron Dome going off. And we just sat there, and there were, I think there were a few sirens, and then we went up, and then you read in the news and you see something is happening around Gaza, and I told my partner that never happened, this is something different. And then you hear more and more, and every hour there are more victims and more people killed, and you understand that there's not a lot of army there, and, and people are getting killed, and, and so it was like a crazy day. Like a storm, a storm of death and sorrow. Actually, the first thing I wanted to do is to take the car and to help evacuate people. And my partner was so terrified, so I didn't do it. So, so she's German. And now, now, like, she was so terrified, so that we, there was like uh, evacuation flights to Germany. So, so we managed to find a spot on one of the flats which was not easy and she's there and I, I, I'm so much calmer than she's not here because she was afraid to walk in the street. She wanted me to come with her and I told her I know it's not logical but I can't. <laughs> I just can't. I didn't know how can I help but I have to stay here. I don't know if I can, if I can explain that. I think in the beginning what I felt is like anger. Anger and... and helplessness and since then I, I think my anger changed into sorrow like I'm, I'm so sad like it's the saddest month of my life I was in, 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 in tanks when I was in the army so I wanted to do something on the front and then what happened is there was an officer in the army who was responsible to find missing people. Nobody knows exactly what the number. Uh, it might even be that some of the people who said that were kidnapped maybe are missing. So there's a unit in the army that is responsible for that and they don't have the uh, abilities to find people that are in the, the burnt houses because they either are looking for bodies and... And you need someone else that knows how to deal with, with destruction, destruction layers. And archaeologists actually love destruction layers because it's like a, a freezing time of one period and you find a lot of stuff in it. And then they gathered a team and they asked me. I was pretty shocked from, from the idea. 
and I said, let me, give me a day to think about it. And after that, I said, yes, I'm in. So my first day was like you, you drive in a convoy with the army to the kibbutz. We went to Nir Oz. Uh, this is a kibbutz that was raided and the army didn't get to it. Like about a quarter of the population was either murdered or kidnapped. And actually when you get to there, it looks a bit kind of pastoral. So the birds are singing and, and the grass is still green. Only when you look a bit better, you can see something is wrong. You hear explosion in the background either from our artillery or from the Hamas missiles. And if in Tel Aviv you have a minute and a half to run to shelter, then you have 15 seconds. So the only thing you can do is just lie, lie on the ground and hope it doesn't hit you. The hardest thing for me in the beginning was the smell. Because it smell of burning wood, but also burning plastics. So the kibbutz is totally deserted and all the houses are open and I just went into houses. And as archaeologists, you usually are trained to look at material culture and, and understand what happened there. So you go to a house and you see bullet holes next to the, next to the lock and then you go inside and you see bullet holes on the, on the door of the shelter and the door is open and you go inside and you see a pool of blood and just every house you go there, something happened in it, every house. Um, usually what we go, we go to houses that we know someone is missing from this house and we just dig very slowly, uh, we sift through the ashes, uh, like we have sifters and, and we sift through the ashes and we try to find remains of the people there. And until now they found about 10 missing people and the bodies well you can't even say bodies because it's really like remains of, of bones sometimes it's just teeth uh, sometimes it's other other uh, uh, jewelry and stuff like that that you know they wore before the, the attack generally in archaeological excavation we're really happy to find bones because usually you find the person and you find the jewelry on the person and you find what, what the person held before dying. But I, I really think that what I'm, we're doing now, it's more police work and less archaeology. So this is how it looks like. So the walls are black and everything is black and gray and you just sift through, through the ashes. Did you take these pictures as a part of your work? No, for myself, I, I, I'm, I'm like a, a amateur photographer. So, so every every house, this is a private house. Every house, you spray on it that that we've been here and we checked it. This is the Israeli army spray painting on the side of an Israeli house. Yeah, yeah. We've been here. We checked. There are no bombs in it. And then we checked here. We, it's the Antiquity Authority. We've been here. We checked. There's no missing people here. I see the dates as well. Yeah, and also the dates. And in the beginning, when I needed to spray it, I couldn't. Someone's house, I don't want to spray on the house. And then you understand, nobody's going to live there anymore. In one of the houses, that later we understood that uh, the mother was murdered, two kids probably kidnapped, and, and the father is missing. 
is what we're looking. So we just found in one of the rooms, uh, we found like a lot of, of pottery um, that the kids probably made in kindergarten. So we just kept all of them for, for if someone will come back from the family, at least they have some souvenir. And it's so strange, because usually when I dig, I find things which are kind of strange to me and, and foreign to me, and this is things I can find in my house as well. I really think it's, it's what, what I saw, it's, it's uh, worse than what I read in the news. Yeah. Even in the small things. So in, in one of the houses, it was like kind of a corridor between them and there was a small sofa. And on the small sofa, everything was black and I, it was hard to understand what it is. There was like a pile of things on the on the sofa and then I understood it's, it's like a very neatly uh, folded uh, clothing. So you can really see the clothing was there and it's all black of... of Sooth and ashes, and it was just there. I think in the second day, uh, what I understood is that I don't want to know details. I just need to go there, do my technical job, and that's it. Because in, in one of the houses we've been, someone started to explain what happened to the family and what who are we are looking for. And at one point, I said, No, I don't want to know. You have to be like professional. It's like, I guess, like, like doctors that go to operate someone. They prefer not to know who they're operating. Um, I'm not a pacifist, but I, I'm not pro-war. And I think really Israel has no other option but to hit back. And I know that hitting back is we kill a lot of civilians. And it's also in my name. And it's really hard for me. Um, and I'm really sad about it, but I don't think there's another way right now. It's really sad to say that, and I hope after the war they will, we can do something to prevent the next ones, which is not connected to violence. I think you have, every, everyone has to choose to be optimistic, because we don't have room for pessimism. So we have to be optimistic and hope that it, all this bloodshed eventually will bring something better. Chai, thank you so much for, for coming in. Thank you for your work. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. 
ולחיות את הרגע, להתחיל לאסוף את השברים. אולי אצא יותר, אתחיל קצת למהר, להתחיל להסתדר ולעשות קצת רעש, אולי מקום אחר, מקום יותר בוער. להתחיל קצת לקלקל ולתקן עוד פעם. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.